0: hello and welcome to she's having an episode a podcast dedicated to tv's very best female characters i'm screenwriter leila london and i'm writer ashling o'leary and today we're very grateful that you've listened to this second episode or at least started to. Yeah, thank <laughs> you for following
1: us on our, you know, journey. Um, uh, we're currently sitting in my sitting room in London, um, uh, sweating our arses off. It is like
0: uh thirty Swel- degrees. Sweltering thirty degrees, yeah. Which I know that anyone who's American listening to this would be like, Yeah. Fine. Lovely. But we don't you- have aircon in this country. Yeah,
1: no air con. 30 <laughs> degrees Celsius, to clarify. Yeah.
0: So, it's toasty in here, isn't it, it? It is. And maybe not, like, the right sob story when we're about to talk about a woman's prison, but this is a prison of our own making, so... <laughs> You stick with that one. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> this is happening here. All right, nonsense over. Who are we discussing today, Ashling? We are discussing Pusey Washington, who appears in Orange Is the New Black. That is correct. Pusey Washington, who was played by the inimitable Samira Wiley, was one in many brilliant women who filled the halls of Litchfield Penitentiary, but I think it's fair to say there was no one else quite like Pusey. Through the four seasons we got to spend with her, Poussey's journey traversed issues of race, identity, sexuality, and female friendship in ways that have stayed with us for years and made us go, well, she's having an episode. Ash, my love, why don't you kick us off with some fun
1: facts? Right, well, the famous I heart you line
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. from season one, episode 11 happened in real life samira wiley was um had just started to fall in love with the show writer lauren morelli (gasps) morelli who is married at the time was adjusting to her newfound sexuality so the two started out as friends and testing the waters in their relationship wiley opted to say i heart you instead of i love you so and that interaction ended up in the show between piper and uh her love interest, whose name escapes me? Lesbian Eyebrows, Laura Preppen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Lena and I just had a very hard, like, in-depth conversation about what defines lesbian eyebrows. If uh, you have any thoughts,
0: please email in. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because my belief is there are two camps. You either have Laura Preppen eyebrows and you're lesbian, or you have Cara Delevingne eyebrows and you're lesbian. I think there is also the razor sort of cut into the eyebrows, which... The internet definitely believes it's lesbian eyebrows, mm-hmm. but I think it's, it's the others. That's from my subjective <laughs> experience, <lesbian sighs> yeah. um, but that is an incredible fact mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah.
1: Real, true life has inspired the fiction. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's how it goes. Are they together now? Yeah. They're married. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. So Morelli divorced the husband. They've been together two years. Oh. Yeah. And so now she's with Samira.
0: Un- they have a kid together now i am gagged yeah that is i know (laughs) the best fact i didn't know that you would tell me Mm -hmm. really is top tier stuff you're welcome (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, all right you got anything else good uh
1: yes so she trained in juilliard uh she grew up in the baptist church as a child of parents who are very supportive of the lgbtq community uh her parents were performing marriages in the dc area for same-sex couples in the noughties and were themselves the subject of several articles this mirrors the support shown by puse washington's own parents for her in the show
0: oh Mm -hmm. man got me right in the feels already yeah Um... where where do we start with puse do we start on the fact that she is unequivocally the queerest of queer icons in a show that doesn't necessarily wear its queerness on its sleeve, but is literally filled with lesbians. There's something interesting about it.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it is strange how it's not a typically, not a, you know, quote unquote queer show, but it is very gay. It is very gay. Yeah, I mean, a women's prison, like they're all going to get off with each other at some point. <laughs> to
0: it's
1: a place that really
0: forces that out of you yeah. or into you. Oh, that's rough. I don't know. It's rough wording. Yeah. But no, I think it's it's true. I think the the stereotypes probably of prison generally are that, you know, men who go into men's prisons end up sleeping together. Women who go into wiz- women's prisons end up sleeping together. But a lot of these characters and their sexualities are solidified far outside of prison beforehand, like as we experienced them, specifically Pousse, who is very clearly a lesbian her entire life. Mm. I think it it felt really refreshing to see those sorts of relationships handled with such ease and almost non-importance. There's no major sort of coming out story for a lot of people. There's some people who are definitely bisexual or experimenting with things that they may not have in the outside world, but nothing is sort of worn as the dramatic arc of their character. Nothing is really about people coming out, Mm. more about either falling in love or experimenting or just trying to find people to love within those gated prison walls.
1: Yeah, it's actually a very safe space for that sort of experimentation, isn't it? Yeah, nobody in
0: that prison was really like, Gay slurring each other. Yeah, no, no,
1: (laughs) no. Oh, uh uh, what's his name? The police officer.
0: Of course, he was. Oh, was oh, What's name? The Gerber, Healy, Sam Healy, Sam Healy. Yes, Yes. very Mm, anti-gay. Very homophobic man. Yeah, yeah. But but you're right. I think within those female relationships, of which Poussay has some of the most sort of interesting and wonderful in that entire prison, at least you know the prison I start in. Uh, there's no real sense of not belonging. It's just about your clicks and all of the things that may w- well have affected those people in the outside world aren't extremely relevant on the inside. Yeah, it's fascinating. Do you have a memory of watching this show for the first time? Do you know what? No, I don't. I feel
1: like I I just, when I was re-watching some episodes for in preparation for this show, I was really struck by how the show still stands, how the, how remarkable the writing is, the characters are, and how it is a real pioneer of a show like it's just it really sets the bar so high for as mm. an original drama series and it was one of netflix's first wasn't it yeah one of its first uh, original programming and was like one of the one of the top watch series for Quite a while. Also, actually, this is one of the first shows where they released the entire season, so you could binge watch. So it's That's easy to just digest and like get into this world. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now watching it today, I just am really struck by how how it really mirrors reality. Like, I mean, it, it was a show, obviously, that mirrored reality. It's based on a memoir that mm. um, the creator had read uh, a memoir called yeah arms and new Black. my year in a women's prison uh <laughs> by piper kerman uh which is about her experience in a minimum security women's prison and i think seeing so much diversity in a tv show i just think like and you know what it was it wasn't heavy-handed Mm. That is what I like. Whereas I feel like a lot of TV programming today, it's like, right, we need some diverse casting. Let's get like all these people uh, from all these different backgrounds and just throw them in there and be like, we've met the quota. That's it. And it's like, they're not being, there's no authentic storytelling. Uh, whereas this was, it's so true to life. It's so spot on. And the thing is, I um, actually, so yeah, why to <laughs> Because I, as in, the thing, so um, it's really hard with this TV show in particular. I th- if any, all the TV shows Leila and I have discussed, it's actually been exceptionally hard, uh, pinning down one woman to discuss. But with this show, Leila was firm that we needed to discuss Poussé. And I'm happy to go along with that. I think Poussé is an excellent character. <laughs> However, but it was in my, re- when I was researching Poussé, uh, like it's a really excellent choice and I'm going to get into that
0: more. just why Mm -hmm. okay the why I think for me and this is going to be so spoiler heavy so please do not (laughs) or pause watch all at least four seasons before you come back to this if you don't know what happens to Poussey but I have never in my entire life cried more in a tv show than when Poussey died it was the most like I've just given my self goosebumps saying it out loud. It was the most profoundly tragic thing I had ever seen in dramatized television. I felt heartbroken. I felt like I couldn't figure out my feelings. It felt so extraordinarily real and that character. So that happens at the end of the fourth season in the penultimate episode. Um, And for anyone who doesn't remember, they're doing a fairly peaceful prison riot. And it gets out of control because of the security guards and someone essentially accidentally suffocates Poussey to death. And as an audience, there's no way to expect it. By that time, we have seen Poussey go through a whole litany of minor traumas within that space anyway, keep her head high, always be this character of endless positivity and self-assuredness and love for the people she loves that are around her. So to see her life taken away from her, when in a sense it had already been taken away from her by being imprisoned, just felt like the biggest gut punch in the world. And I really struggled through the next season of it because I was so profoundly traumatized by that episode, even though her ending is beautiful. And obviously she comes back in this flashback and she is the only character, I think, in the history of the show to break the fourth wall by looking back into the camera lens in that flashback, which sort of feels like this odd dreamscape where she's back in New York and she's out of prison and she had the life she deserved. but. No, I just, I truly have never been so moved by a character on TV, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I honestly, I it was, um, I think I like, t- I think I tapered off after she died. Like I just, like I just, the show was just like, it was just, it had lost a lot of soul. Yeah. I mean, because <clears throat> like,
0: so. It's like experiencing grief. Mm. Oh, i know and all of those characters were grieving and it was so upsetting to watch you know tasty and all of the other people so so people who loved her mm-hmm. have to deal with her death it really it really did feel almost too authentic for entertainment but that is a massive credit to the writing and samira and everyone who then carried the show on because she was you know she wasn't a main character she was barely in the first two episodes it really wasn't a show about her she ended up being a you know sincere protagonist for the next three four seasons but it it wasn't her show and she really did you know fill that puzzle piece
1: i think this is what was so harrowing about re really that was i mean genuinely it i mean this is exactly what happened to george floyd i know uh, that police officer kneeled on his neck and suffocate that poor boy hmm and so just re-watching Pousse's death and thinking about that and it is just it's awful like only one percent less than one percent of police officers in America are charged for crimes for any offenses called that's it right and so and she is the only character that there is a Couset Washington fund. Like they do this
0: on the TV show, but then they made it a reality. And um, so. So, you know, that fund, the Couset Washington fund was only launched three years ago at the final end of the series. And essentially it could have been called anything, Yeah, It could have been called the Orange is the New Black Fund, but that fund supports nonprofit advocacy groups and the reform of, criminal justice, protecting immigrants' rights and mass incarceration and supporting women who've been affected by all of it. And to even understand that that fund was named after that specific character makes a world of sense and feels so touching. This is a fictional character, Mm -hmm. but God, the way she impacted her audience and beyond. Oh, at at least
1: 105 million people plus. Oh yeah.
0: God, they did it well.
1: So um currently there is so they have raised five hundred and fifty six thousand eight hundred and fifty nine dollars of their goal of seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh amazing. And people are still donating. Like uh yeah, even though it was you know set up three years ago, like mm. people are currently donating. Oh thank goodness. I know. Because people identify so strongly with her character. It mm. was just this is the beauty of TV. It can really, like through fiction, you, it just, it, it, it humanized the experience. And suddenly, and then you just like, you wake up and it's like, other oh, this is happening out there. It's not just, people are so sick of the news. Mm. They really like, I just there is a wave of people just not reading the news. They are really disengaging. It yeah. is just so negative. And this is why, It is so important to have TV shows like this that are really well-written, well-developed worlds, sorry, with exceptional characters Mm. to make people aware. We were discussing this, how this show without Netflix might not have been produced. Oh, I definitely
0: think, I mean, it's celebrating its sort of 10 year anniversary from that first season in 2013 right mm. now. And I just think the way TV has changed in that last decade, whether people are super fans of Netflix or not, is the Netflix effect. Mm. They took chances on things that may or not may or may not be watched. They let women <laughs> write mm. women's stories, a massive change, yes. uh, and an important change that helped me now have a career in that industry. I think that the effect of allowing these stories to be told with care is is almost educational. Mm-hmm. Like, of course it's dramatized. It's a very funny comedy drama, despite these deaths and all the rest of the terrible things that happened. But it has that perfect balance of making you laugh one minute and punching you in the gut the next mm-hmm. and i just don't think there was a lot of space for that on terrestrial tv before a decade ago
1: no like it was a very there were very limited series because it's limited tv channels limited hours in the day to air said tv channels the budgets and then you have like oh, the people behind the scenes making the calling the shots who sorry to hate like i just feel like there's a lot of people in some big chairs who have no idea what they're doing they're mm. just like shit like need to feel the over and like you know need uh to impress the boss and uh oh he says he wants women with tits or eyes that do you know that's it i think
0: <laughs> the version of this show in the 90s would have been like a bunch of very stereotypical women sort of maybe flirting with each other and the gay one would be ostracized and the hot one would be, I don't know, the protagonist. Um, it would be like Baywatch book prison. Yeah. Baywatch in prison. Yeah. yeah you get- and no one really wants to watch that, do they? Yeah. I think like what's so important is the subject of prison reform and mass incarceration is imperative to be taken seriously, mm. particularly in America. So anything that would have been too silly or too funny would have not directly but indirectly made it worse right this is an issue that needs to be discussed we need to see a variety of experiences and literally no one did it better yeah orange is the new black we saw every type of woman every type of situation Mm -hmm. we were to their credit let in with somebody who was very white and very blonde. She sort of accidentally (air quotes) found herself in prison, and through her, a very unlikable pair <laughs> Piper, uh, we got to meet all of these other incredible mm-hmm. people. Who, from the outside looking in, I think, just generally, a lot of people assume people in prison are one type of person. Yeah, yeah, they're a criminal they do bad things, they deserve their time. And I think a lot of rehabilitation that should exist in the real world doesn't exist. And the show managed to handle that through the lens of being set in a prison even. I'm just so passionate about it. Mm. I ended up writing a show about (laughs) prison reform. Mm. You know, like I, I just think it's, it's so incredibly important. It will never not be important. Mm-hmm. The criminals that work in the police are incredibly <laughs> important still. We do not end seeing deaths like Poussey's death. No. And it's amazing, at least we have some cultural reference to point to, to educate people who may not want to read the news, like you say, and may not want to engage otherwise. Would you agree? I
1: definitely agree.
0: Yeah. It's such an important topic. And
1: I think, you know, watching clips with the, with the cast, um, discussing the PCA Washington fund and just, you know, talking about like outside of the show, they are, you can tell like this show has really just stuck in their hearts Mm. and they are all so close and they, it's, it's such a cause that they care so deeply about, and but they're exceptionally aware of. There's only so much they can do, and it, you know the fact. That, like they only portray fictional characters, you know. So it's like, how do you? How can, how can I put this? You know, it's how do you? It's like suddenly become aware, and then it's like, right, how do I take action? Mm-hmm. But then you take action, and then it's like you got to go beyond that, and and you got to be an accomplice, and so to the cause. Yeah, they are really, really, really great. Um, and collaborating with like, yeah, just different nonprofits to
0: raise awareness. It's a beautiful thing. Speaking of other castmates, mm. Tasty and Pousset.
1: The dynamic duo. Oh, <laughs> that just give me life. Yeah, they are a gorgeous pairing.
0: Aren't they? Yeah, There really. is something so like, Unbelievably familiar about their relationship. It Mm. feels like a true female friendship, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. That that just in the, even their sort of rich white girl personas, Mackenzie and Amanda, that day that they first meet each other and immediately fall into this private joke, you know that joke is going to sustain them for literally years to come. Can we talk about the camera work there?
1: <laughs> I, <I'm> obsessed, <laughs> Let's talk about it. Yeah, and no, I'm obsessed with um, the fact like Tasty sits there, down in the library. So say her job is she works in the library. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, Tasty comes in, sits down and they overhear these white girls talking about like, how skinny they got since they got into prison because the food is just so bad. And they leave and then it just, was it tasty that took the piss out of them no no it was then we we see a shot um the books are parted and we just see this mouth moving yes and it's puse just taking the piss out of these two women um and then tasty responds without a beat she just launches straight into this a kind of fictional banter camaraderie they just uh, like talking about the matcha lattes they're gonna go get next week or whatever the fuck
0: it was yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
1: (laughs) and then um they just like carry this on and puse kind of comes out from behind the bookshelf and she she oh it's really sweet she kind of looks a bit like a little kid like she's so surprised by and like kind of shy of this potential
0: newfound friend that's come into the library yeah Um, and mimics the thing that she's enjoying on her own right like there's the, the sense of immediate Empathy and understanding, and like, it is just one of those meet cutes that it's a beautiful meet cute you get with a friend, and that feels so much more realistic to than like the romantic meet cutes we see throughout a lot of TV. I think mm. a friendship meet cute can always be like ten times cuter because you're like, this is the person I'm going to tell everything to. This is my new confidant. Mm. This is my family, especially in that situation in prison. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be an important person to me. Um it is a very beautiful moment. And yeah. it you are right, beautifully directed.
1: Oh yeah, no, it's really well done. Um just having them think now I'm like, where's another good friendship me cute? Friendship Me cute.
0: I think uh, <laughs> in this show particularly everyone's is quite cute because everyone is so wary of each other. Oh yeah, they're all
1: on edge. They just <laughs> you do not know where you stand with another person because you don't know what baggage they're bringing it. Yeah. I mean, that's it's like that with any human. But in prison,
0: it is just like tenfold. I also think it's so not like a, the same kind of meet cute. But when crazy eyes offers the peppers to Piper, and she's like, Oh, God, a person being nice to me. And then obviously she wants to fuck her. It is the most excellent rewrite of meet cute ever. She's like, oh, a person that I can really, yeah, invest my time in. But no. So they call her Chapman. Why do I keep calling her Piper? I don't know. I
1: don't know.
0: know. She just looks like a Piper. It's just like Chapman feels too loose. She's too tight. She's a Piper. She's a tight Piper. (laughs) Yeah, she she is. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's it's so so true. That's a beautiful scene. I really did love it. Um, Interesting with... Poussey and Tasty also that Poussey maybe falls in love with Tasty during her time there. <sighs>
1: yeah, so I don't know, like they, they're just really good friends. And if that's the thing, if you are a queer woman and you're in a friendship with a straight woman, I think, isn't it
0: if you live, a bit in love with your friend? I don't know, like, would well, tensions yeah. be heightened? I don't know, I think like there're i mean, of course, that happens to some people, but I think most relationships it's like it's like you can can you be friends with a man, mm. of course, you can, yeah, right. It's the same level, and I think it's one of those difficult preconceptions or stereotypes about queer women, especially, and the like, well, can they really be friends with their close female friends? of course they can Mm -hmm. i think it's also not always guaranteed is Mm -hmm. it so of course at one point or another puse is going to go this is the person who i want to spend all my time with this is the person who uh, i assume she finds very attractive and then she kisses her and then it blows up in her face and it is small queer tragedy (laughs) (laughs) because of course in her head and she's she has this incredibly close friendship with her her, she would have wished for the response to be like yes i love you too let's be together Mm. and they're spooning when it happens and it's all so intimate and then yeah blows up in her face obviously leaving room for so-so which is great Mm -hmm. turn yeah but i think it's also really lovely and a great consideration of the writers to also let them move past that mm. it wasn't something that made tasty suddenly lose her mind because she's straight and then go no i don't love you she still loves her mm. she still wants to spend all her time with her she just had to draw a line yeah which feels bittersweet for a character who is so lovely i know <laughs> But it's there, you know, she like puts
1: up her boundaries and but that's that's do you know what? That's true love right there. True love is being able to put up boundaries and also being able to like what's, it's not like forgive, but you just move on. You just start, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like it's not <laughs> apparently it's like it's not that deep. Obviously it's deep <laughs> 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 deep and tasty and um, for Um but uh she sees beyond she she sees the bigger picture tasty she sees a really good friend she just has to say look like i do not feel the same way i'm really sorry yeah but you know this that's not a a deal breaker for me you know I still mm-hmm. want you in my life and um yeah
0: relationships are tricky like that you know <laughs> and it, it's so it's so lovely too isn't it because i think like either of them could have handled that situation terribly. Mm. And it's a real testament to their friendship and the closeness that it, you know, took a second and then it was fine. Yeah. And I think those mini heartbreaks do seem very familiar in Pusey's life as well. There's a lot of moments that seem like small things that, turn into larger things. I think like even even her time in that prison, she obviously becomes quite depressed and turns to alcohol and- Her toilet hooch. Yeah, her toilet hooch, man. Oh, I don't even know. Like what What does that even taste like? I just am like, ew. ew. Oh my gosh, we should have looked up like the recipe. I don't want to know, (laughs) no,
1: no, not even. Like you couldn't pay me enough actually.
0: No, it's it's great yes. though, isn't it? Because that yeah. is her thing. And I can't remember, is it? I think V at one point says basically turn this into a business. You can sell this. Oh, she, yeah. And Fusei's like, no, it's just for my friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, ah, that's who she is. Yeah. She's not trying to turn this thing that she's doing for herself into an enterprise and then makes an enemy out of V, obviously. Um, but yeah, she's just so centered in her connections and the good times there Mm. that she's trying to have with these people she loves and in the library in these books that she loves she's a real intellectual in a place that I think is probably very difficult to be an intellectual right oh
1: absolutely yeah it is a place where if you're not hustling like what are you doing Mm. you know you have to be you 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 just need to have some sort of business. You have you need to have something to trade. <laughs> you do, and that toilet I mean, hooch would yeah. have been popular. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, she would have had a lot of power. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, know, she decided not to. Like she's just not ours. And I totally vibe with that. I just mm. think you know what? There's too much productivity in this world. You know, just yeah, fuck just it. <laughs> do your
0: time, bro. Yeah, Get out of there. Yeah, <laughs> she never got out. I know. Oh, I know. oh She's stop so the tears! Sad. She's so sad. Um, do you remember? Because I was really struggling to remember what her crime is supposed to be. Oh my God, it's and this is the saddest part of all. I think she
1: she was having not Yeah, that was it. She had she basically was in New York with her friends, mm-hmm. and um, that the gust separated from
0: them. Her phone was taken off her. Yeah and the people on the bikes yeah and the cult leaders that pretend that they were religious yep yep yep. yeah and she ends up
1: at this um drag club and it was a whole it was this whole night was a whole thing of reckoning for her where she just felt like she's at this queer night and she felt very like seen accepted it's really fun gorgeous time and then she leaves the club and she gets chatting to these other basically what happens is like she's caught with hash Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, she's caught with some, she's caught with why some weed. Why have I blocked that from my memory? She's caught with some <laughs> weed. And that's literally why she's in prison, because she's got some weed. Fuck me. Yeah. And I think that's what's really sad about these the women in these prisons. It's mm. like their their crime is fucking minuscule.
0: Mm. It's just like, you know... It's, it's something that if she was in the right place at that time and she maybe wasn't a black woman yeah she wouldn't have been in prison she would have been living whatever life she chose with those lovely people in Mm -hmm. new york right yeah um and it is tragic that i think that most of the characters obviously there are some (laughs) some real bad ones Mm -hmm. in the mix because real life um but most of those characters have made a mistake or a few mistakes Mm -hmm. or have been caught up in a situation that they couldn't get out of. Mm -hmm. And I just think there's something really fundamental about the misconceptions of people who end up in prison, that they've brought everything on themselves or they've gone down a road that of course that was gonna be the end of that road. If they're you know, doing drugs or selling a bit of drugs or whatever it may be. And actually, life did a lot of these women wrong. A hundred percent. Yeah. And of course, the behavior that they get arrested for and imprisoned for is criminal behavior. It's not to discount that, but also the system is fucked. And if a lot of people making mistakes end up incarcerated for a decade, what good really is that doing for them and or society?
1: No good. It's just a waste of money. And do you know, like there is so much money pumped into the prison system Mm. and just keep just, it's actually just shocking. And just all the money that's being pumped into the police force when those police, just the police are just not great. (laughs) Sorry, they just like- You heard it here. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, (laughs) hot news guys, hot news. Not great. They're just, oh, a lot of them are so corrupt and they get off in their own ego and power and they lose sight
0: of, it's like they just don't know what justice is. No. Yeah. I think that's it. Justice is really lax in the prison system. There are two very separate things. I think oh. things like, you know, community service and paying back for your wrongs or whatever it may be and learning from mistakes and choices is very different to being locked in a prison absent from the world and family and resources. And I think in Pruse's case, she's only supposed to be there for four to six years. years. Yeah. Um, And I think when we meet her, she's already been in for two. That's Mm -hmm. why she and Tasty are so close Um, and obviously didn't end up leaving at any point, finishing her sentence. Um, Imagine losing Mm -hmm. Four to six years of your life for a little bit of weed. I know, like, yeah. and then leaving prison and having what options when you have to tell everyone that you've been in prison if you apply for any job, mm-hmm. try to rent any apartment. Like as we see when Tasty is oh, it's let out, grim. It is it's incredibly so grim. grim. And who yeah. say, oh, in that I time, know. calling her from prison, being this angel on her shoulder. I know talking about the mansion that they're gonna have when they both leave. Oh, uh, and the big I... ass party, DJ in every room. It's
1: so cute. It's so cute. God, I love them. It's like do oh. you notice know they are so they really remind me of when I was a kid and I play, like, make-believe with my friends, it's like, and then you go here, and then we're going to do this. It's like when I play the lot. like, what will you do when you win the lottery with my friends? I'm yes. like, well, that is as close to make-believe chat as I've come to since I was a little child. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas they have yeah. their own little fantasy world. Like, that is their, um, that's their vernacular. That's their dialogue mm. between each other. Like, they have the, it's just,
0: yeah, it's really unique. Um, and actually, they're both, extremely innocent people aren't they
1: oh yeah 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 like there is a Do you know delightful
0: what? innocence of them
1: yeah and that have even alluded to in this first scene where tasty in the library her the, the book she chose alice in wonderland yeah and then um Pise is like you better give me give me that back it's like my, that's my favorite book like you're allowed to have it but bring it back you know <laughs> um yeah that really shows like their childlike wonder and mm. it, although c.s lewis was a bit of a creep but you know but the book book is fine it's fine (laughs) it stands up to childhood innocence Innocence.
0: (laughs) poor lewis ruining all that's good um yeah yeah, you're very right and i think so much of their joy with each other feels really important as a viewer too right because Mm -hmm. you do have two black women in prison pretty much the most horrible dramatic thing you could think of. And then there is an immense amount of joy between them. They are obviously in a terrible position, but they're making it as good as they can, aren't they? Yeah. They really are lifting each other up, looking out for each other. Like they are, they're sisters. They are family in a sense. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's beautiful to see. Cause I think they're two of the only characters that really double down hard for each other, but not in an aggressive or unkind or negative way. They really care for each other with this large sense of optimism tied into it and Mm. the future they're gonna have and the life they share there together. It Mm. feels really beautiful and important.
1: Now, have we covered, I once asked you, who do you think is the best lesbian you've seen on TV? (laughs) And you said Poussey, and I want
0: to know why this is. Poussey is the best lesbian for many reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. The, the, the thing about Pousse's sexuality, and actually speaking to Orange is the New Black and the wider queer visibility, mm-hmm. you see every sort of fucking gay and straight woman in that TV show. Mm-hmm. You see a very you know, sexually promiscuous dia, but using it a way to leverage... Mm. something else always from men. You see a weirdly closeted Piper slash Chapman um, who experiences her sexuality in a very it has to be said just like middle class white way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you see Pousse, who is just about love. I think Mm. even her in sort of even her coming out to I think it was her military father's general or something was the father of the first girl she slept with oh, yeah. and when yeah. she slept with that girl it was you know loving and it was intimate but her father walked in at that time mm. and essentially outed them both and caused problems for Pousset and her family and even so her family led her into this space of feeling comfortable and okay and like it wasn't her fault mm. and so she just does seem to have this very self-assured love-based sexuality mm. and that the two are intrinsically linked she's more romantic than sexual probably i would say as a person yeah, yeah. even her and brooke slash Soso, like her first meeting her is her overdosing in the library and Pousset looking after Soso. Mm. That relationship is slow and it's difficult because she's not very sure they're gonna have a future together outside of prison. And what is that gonna look like for Soso as a character, who is a very interesting character, really mm. a great addition I to agree. the cast. Yeah. Um but it's so rooted in love and kindness and boundary respect (laughs) Mm, she she is very clear with her boundaries she is very awake to everyone else's i think the only line she ever crosses is kissing tasty and in that position you could see why she may have thought well maybe tasty does love me Mm. maybe now is the time now we're spooning um so yeah i think that she's just uh she's a loving kind intellectual person first mm. and that's what makes her a great lesbian cool so she's basically a human she's basically a real <laughs> human, rather than just there to be gay mm-hmm. hey. yeah
1: yeah yeah there's nothing uh, there's nothing tokenistic about her character or any of the characters i just yeah. like it's all it's it just it all to you know it's all seamless mm. you know you know like it all just is it feels it feels authentic. It feels true to the character. It feels um, that's a woman very comfortable in her own skin.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. God, it, it's added such a new layer, thinking that now that she's married to the mm. is it creator, the showrunner? No, a show a show writer. Oh, writer. Um, have you figured out who your favorite TV lesbian is yet? Oh. Because you've got a lot to pick from if you want an orange as the new black one. I know. <laughs> it is so true.
1: Um, i kind of rate, you know, uh, yeah, the sex lives of college girls. Oh, so um, what's her name? The one who dates the blonde. The one who's in the women's refuge, <laughs> the women's center. Oh, she is a good lesbian. She's a great lesbian because you know what? She's just like, she sta- She sticks to her gun. She has such a level of self-love and self-respect and she carries herself with real dignity and mm. she is such a loyal friend and she is very forgiving right very, mm. very kind i mean she shares a lot of similarities with uh
0: Pusey. doesn't it oh my think, god they'd be such a great couple they, could you imagine would,
1: yeah but you know what i think we needs someone that she can kind of take care of whereas you're one in sex Lives of college girls she's what oh, I like about her, she, she's punchy. She's a bit of a spitfire, mm. do you know? Like she- Independent and sassy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And Poussey has those qualities, just not, she's much more maternal. She's much more nurturing, isn't she? Oh, she's softer. She's, mm. a, lot, she's a little bit quieter. In the, she that. is soft. Yeah, she's soft. Yeah. In a way that like is really lovely, actually. The yeah. softness is very admirable yeah, in Poussey. She's a tender lady, she know. tender. All <laughs> right, P. I know. <laughs> Um, yeah, my but, favorite Pusey yeah. not being soft and tender is watching Pusey react to Judy King. Talk me through that, <laughs> for and for anyone else who needs a refresher. Right, the refresh is um, some Martha Stewart slash Paula Deen looking gal, uh, former celebrity chef of the fictional world. This is set in, uh, is up at Litchfield paying for her crimes. And we realize this is Poussey's Brittany. This is her favorite person. She is obsessed with this celebrity chef and will do just about anything to be in her presence, spend time with her, work on her weird prison cooking show. It is just like the most, again, childlike mm, fantasy reaction to see in a person. And it was such an unexpected turn for her, having been through such depression and difficulty already by that point in the series. But wait, what does she do that's not soft? She's manic. Oh, right, okay, you <laughs> mean like, generally. Oh, oh yeah, right she is her. like okay. delightfully manic. There is no softness left in her around Judy King. Oh, she is okay. fangirl to the max. And it's such a lovely layer to her character because yeah. it it makes her more. You know, we see that previous to prison, she was the kind of woman who sat at home watching celebrity cooking shows and fangirling over them Mm. it's like the most lovely fun way to add that additional layer to someone who was already so accomplished and complex and grounded to make her so not grounded i mean if i was in prison and nigella lawson came
1: in i'd be like "Hold the phone
0: nigella in the
1: house i'm gonna be your sous chef following her
0: to the microwave (laughs) waiting patiently
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah i will hold your
0: handbag? I was a handbag in prison. <laughs> Nigella might be able to smuggle in a handbag. She would absolutely thing. smuggle in a handbag. Yeah. Yeah. It's such great. It's such, I mean, that character, again, introduction was so well-timed for everyone's journey in that prison. Um, and watching that character. Well, oh who's the chef? You'll be fangirling over in, the, in prison. Oh my God. It would probably be Nigella too, wouldn't it? I'm trying to think of like ones that I've seen, long enough to compare to the Martha Stewart Paula of it all. I, it would have been absolutely wild to have to be around Martha Stewart, I think, in prison. It, would, it actually would be hilarious. I would have loved, I don't know, obviously they weren't ever gonna send reality TV shows into that, <laughs> to be like, and this is what prison was like for Martha Stewart. Um, but yeah, I would love to see how celebrities get treated in prison. Obviously a lot of them go to sort of independent private prisons and they're treated well and there's the goths of the to of Maldives. <laughs> <laughs> look at me you're in prison on the beach so sad yeah but i mean i mean again that is so true the fact that she thought she was going to be in a different sort of prison this judy king character mm. um is really reflect- reflective of the authenticity of that that a lot of these rich men and women really don't have to do the time yeah you're just unlucky enough to be not, I don't know, a house richer than you need to be. Yeah, you're doing the time, aren't you? Um, And I think it also plays into that sort of fantasy life that we want for Puse, right? We want her to be in New York with her girlfriend or wife watching cooking shows Mm -hmm. and having this like incredible future, it sort of, it. That introduction and her reaction to it made me feel really hopeful for her, and maybe that's why I couldn't stop sobbing when she
1: died. <laughs> I know she—it just—it hit everyone so hard. I just think like when you, when a character makes, I do, it's just it, it hum, humor is such a way into people's hearts. It's like when a character makes you laugh that much, like you are so on side with that character, and she through yeah her humor her love her kindness you are Mm. just so there for her so yeah when she dies it is absolutely brutal and you know what i was thinking about you were you just said you know you haven't ever cried you haven't cried so hard like until that show um for me it was it's a sin Uh, oh oh my god who's the character um Colin. colin colin dies and colin is like the sweetest little thing it's so sad.
0: Oh, my gosh. It actually, it was brutal. Like, it was, brutal. Se, it was
1: properly brutal. It was just he, oh, my God. He was just such a sweet little dote. And it was just oh, brutal. It was yeah. heartbreaking. Oh, was so heartbreaking.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll have so, to do an episode on Jill. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Stay tuned for <laughs> Stay that Stay tuned, everybody. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It, the, these characters, the soft ones, the soft ones being taken from us, it's well, it depends on how crazy. soft now
1: like if rory gilmore died you'd be a bit like <laughs> oh well yeah she's soft and <laughs>
0: like like do you know, like you know soft boy kind of way like she's like rory's pretend soft yeah rory's a self-obsessed narcissist yeah yeah
1: yeah. oh she like do you know she's soft in the way in a bit of like she's a bit of a wallflower is she though? Is she? I don't know. Everyone loves her. Thing is now, <laughs> I, oh look, this is not a show about Rory. We will do Gilmore Girls another time. But and I have the many, character will not be Rory. I've, but I have many thoughts. <laughs> um, but you know,
0: it's just, soft can be qualified is the main mm. uh, takeaway here. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah, some, some softs are, just annoying as shit, aren't
1: you? Oh, it's like, girl, make a decision. <laughs> Why do you keep letting this happen to you? Yes, <laughs> you, you can write your own story, do you know? You've got
0: agency, <laughs>
1: agency.
0: <laughs> That's it, Crusay is soft with agency. We love a gal with agency. We do. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it's
1: just, just like, yeah, you are definitely on board with that person because you're just like, shit. I can have agency too.
0: (laughs) I can make friends in prison. Yay. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) How do you think you'd fare in prison as things go? Fuck me, I don't know. I don't know. I just
1: think I'd be, I'd be terrified. I'd... I think you'd be... Pretty good
0: though. Oh, do you, please I think, tell me how I be Layla because I, I don't know. I mean, for your inevitable future in prison, yeah, I think that you have a hardness to you that would terrify people, and especially because of the Irishness, I think they they would imagine that you'd done some stabbing or something. I do you come know on looking at me like, okay, what is my crime? If you has like, if you had to say, if what am, what am I? What have I done, have done to get in prison? I think it's stabby, you know. Is I think problem? it would have been like, not like involuntary stabby. You're not just off on the street stabbing. I think someone would have done something to deserve a stab. <laughs> Sadly, you would have been in prison for it. <laughs>
1: okay, so kind of out of self-defense slash was defending someone else or like. Yeah. All right, okay, I'll take that. Yeah, what about me? So you. <laughs> <laughs> Already loaded. Locked it, loaded. No, yeah. I just feel like. It is like a Thelma Louise situation. (laughs) Dear luck. I stab him second. (laughs) You know what it is? I feel like you are, you are, in. it's like you and a pal are like in a thing together. Like you are just like, right, okay. Like we're in a situation. There's no other way out but this crime. Like we have to just like make do
0: and just like stick to our guns. Oh yeah. Yeah. It would be much more likely to do a crime with someone else. Yeah, absolutely. It
1: is like, yeah other like if you're by yourself i feel like you would have killed someone out of self-defense but otherwise it is you are with someone and it is like shit. we're in this really jammy situation we are just gonna have to like knock this person off the building and flee yeah. <laughs> and yeah.
0: that is why you're in prison and that is the start of our upcoming spy thriller <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, it's so true. Oh, oh and God. you would do
1: really well in prison as well. You, are, you think? Oh,
0: absolutely. You you wouldn't crack. Oh, see, I think I'd cry a lot. I don't know if I'd be the type to, like, cry into a pillow or in the shower or whatever. <laughs> but I'm just, like, way too emotional when I feel, like, stressed. Mm. I stress cry rather than do sad you? cry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think I'd be a real tearful one, which would make me a prime target. <laughs> For any, any I cry question. when I feel lonely. So I feel like I'd I'd probably cry in <sighs> Hopefully we'll go to prison together and cry together. Or we could just not go to prison. Or not go to prison. <laughs> that's <laughs> preferable. Let's let's stay <laughs> on the clean side streets there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you have any more fun facts before we wrap this bitch up? Um no. No. No, that's it. <laughs> that's it with about Any final thoughts on Prusay Washington the first? You can still donate to the fund.
1: Um, they have got at least, I mean, what, oh, my maths is terrible, I'm really sorry, listeners. But I like They've got bit. money to go. Yeah, money to go. So they've reached <laughs> that 750 grand goal. We'll, we'll link it in the show notes
0: yeah that is a stunning way to end this episode um thank you all so much for listening yeah as we may have said in the episode you just listened to <laughs> we'll very much appreciate any subscriptions on your podcast platform of choice and any five-star reviews will really help get the word out uh, at these early stage episodes yes
1: yeah. and also if you do you know, have any questions or you just want to tell us how much you love us? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely feel free to email hello at she's having an episode.com. Thank That's you. the email. Yes, it is. So am going to say bye now and love you and leave you. Bye now. Until the next time.